Welcome to the July 4th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 4, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to my voice today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom this day and throughout the coming week. Lord, as we celebrate the birth of our country 246 years ago, I wish happy birthday to our country, the United States of America. Lord, I pray for our president. I pray for our vice president. I pray for all those in the Senate and in Congress, and I also pray for our Supreme Court members. Lord, I pray for the governors throughout this land and the people who serve in the Senate and Congress at the state level. And Lord, I pray for mayors throughout this country. Lord, I pray that you would give each of our leaders wisdom and to run our country according to the Bible and godly principles. And Lord, I pray that any in leadership in our country that do not follow the concepts of the Bible, and the Constitution that our forefathers um, made for us, Lord, I pray that you would remove them from office and replace them with people who will follow godly principles. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 4, beginning in verse 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to know understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun 
that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. As we celebrate the birth of our country, I would like to go to verse 5. And this is very clear. Remember that the book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, who many would argue is the wisest person who ever lived. He had asked God in a dream for wisdom. He understood that he was in charge of the country of Israel, and he wanted to run it properly. He wanted to run it with good decision-making and with wisdom. And he asked God for it, and God gave it to him. Let's listen to verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Here I believe Solomon is talking about the entire word of God. When the book of Proverbs was written, most of the Bible had not yet been written. None of the New Testament was here. So the only books that had been written were the older books of the Old Testament. And yet, I believe Solomon, in his wisdom, said that whatever God's Word tells us, those are the instructions that we should keep. We are going to continue our study of Joseph at this time. On Thursday, we ended with, um, let me just give you a little bit of backdrop. Um, we are at the point where Pharaoh has had a dream, and in the dream, Joseph interpreted the dream for him. And he had told Pharaoh that there was going to be seven years of plenty that were going to be followed by seven years of great famine throughout the world. So the seven years of plenty have come and gone, and now the plight of the world and the famine has begun. And so when this happens, and Joseph's father and his older brothers begin to realize that they have need of grain and they have need of food, that the father tells the boys go to Egypt. We've heard that they have grain there. What we're going to do is we're going to buy grain. So get your things ready. They made a great big caravan. They brought all of these things to Egypt. 
And when they come to Egypt on Thursday, I told you that Joseph recognized his brothers, but his brothers did not recognize him. But the key point of Thursday's podcast was the fact that Joseph's dreams had come to pass, and his brothers are literally in front of him now, bowing down and worshiping him. We are going to pick up where we left off on Thursday in Genesis chapter 42, and this is beginning in verse 14. But Joseph said to them, It is as I spoke to you, saying, You are spies. In this manner you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you, and let him bring your brother, and you shall be kept in prison, that your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in you. Or else, by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. So he put them all together in prison three days. Then Joseph said to them the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house. But you go and carry grain for the famine of your houses, and bring your youngest brother to me, so your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they did so. Then they said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. Therefore this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Did I not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against the boy? And you would not listen. Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. But they did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke to them through an interpreter, and he turned himself away from them and wept. Then he returned to them again and talked with them, and he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. I really enjoy this story. This story is one of uh, the greatest stories in the Bible, I think. There are several lessons that we can learn from this, but I'd like to bring up three points. The first point is that Joseph tested his brothers, and he tested his brothers because he wanted to see if they were telling the truth or not. Now you have to realize, let's go back 13 years, when Joseph is 17 years old, and he's an innocent person, and his dad asks him to go into the fields to check on his brothers, and lo and behold, they sell him to Ishmaelite traders. But before they did that, if you remember, Reuben had wanted 
to save him. They had actually put him in a pit. They really had wanted to kill him. But Reuben came through, and that did not happen. But instead of killing him, they had sold him to Ishmaelite traders. And so now he is trying to test them to see if they really are good men or not. Because his experience tells him that they are not good men and they cannot be trusted. The second thing I really want to bring out is that Joseph feared God. And I want to read verse 18 again. Then Joseph said to them the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. Joseph feared God, and because he feared God, and God knew that he feared God, he had favor with God. And we talked about that in an earlier chapter. I've made this point on several occasions, is that God was with Joseph. And friends, I'm here to suggest to you that God is still the same today as he was yesterday. God never changes. And if he was loyal and faithful to Joseph, he will be loyal and faithful to you, provided that you are following what his word says. That is all he asks of us. But in order to follow the rules, you need to know the rules. So I'm going to suggest to anyone listening today that you really think about the possibility of becoming more familiar with the Bible and reading it on a more regular basis than many of you have in the past. Now, I'm sure many people listening to this podcast read their Bible faithfully and loyally every day. It's very, very important to them. But I'm also aware that many people listening to this podcast don't read the Bible on a regular basis. And I encourage you to do that. What I have learned is that the more I read the Bible, the more faith that I get. Let me remind you of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If any of you would like to have more faith, that is the way to get it. If you just have your Bible sitting on your nightstand or on some bookshelf and never look at it, you're not going to have very strong faith. The only way your faith is going to increase is by listening to or reading the Word of God by yourself. The third thing I want to point out is that your sins may or will come back to haunt you. And as we close this portion of Scripture, they, the boys realize, the older brothers realize, you know, we really shouldn't have done this back to Joseph. And even though they don't recognize that this is Joseph and he's the one imposing 
these restrictions on them, they come to the realization we never should have done that to Joseph. And Reuben reminds them, and it says in verse 22, Did I not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against the boy, and you would not listen? So Reuben actually was in the right 13 years ago. He did not like the idea of killing Joseph, and all he wanted to do is he suggested that they place Joseph in this empty cistern, and even though there was no water at that time, and even though he knew, you know, he's going to have a hard time, I can't keep him here long, because without water and without food, he's going to die shortly. Reuben had every intention of coming back and saving his youngest brother, but they wanted no part of that, and now they realize, wow, this is coming back, and now, I like the point now, it says, therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. Let me just tell you what goes on in the rest of chapter 42. The rest of chapter 42, Joseph took one of the brothers, Simeon, and he kept Simeon there in the prison, primarily for collateral. I think he felt he needed to keep at least one brother there to ensure that the brothers would all come back. Now, he knew there was a severe famine in the land, and I'm sure he felt pretty secure they were going to come back, but he just wanted that collateral. So the person that was picked to stay was Simeon. So anyway, they go back to the house. They go back to the land of Canaan. And before they come back, they realize that all of the money that they had put in their knapsacks to pay for the grain, Joseph has arranged for all of that money to be put back in each of the brothers' knapsack. So when they get back to the land of Canaan and realize this, then they kind of go into a frenzy and they begin to worry. And they tell their dad, all of the money that we brought is back in our knapsacks. And so I think over the coming weeks or months, it doesn't say exactly how long it was before they did return to Egypt for more grain, I think they had a difficult time sleeping, probably because they had this on their mind. Oh my gosh, we have to go back and explain this story that I know we came with our money and we paid you, and yet here's our money back. So anyway, this is such a good story, and we will pick up here on Wednesday, beginning in chapter 43. But I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there's anyone listening today, I hope this story has had an impact on you. And if it has, and you have never taken that step to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to say this simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth for me. Jesus, 
Thank you that you came and set a wonderful example of how we are to live our lives here on earth. Thank you that even though you were tempted in every way, you never gave in to the temptation of sin. Thank you that you were willing to die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. You also have put me in right standing with God, and I now have the right to go directly to God or to Jesus in prayer without any condemnation, and I can ask for anything that I have need of. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as tomorrow is Testimony Day and I will have a special guest tomorrow and you'll hear a wonderful, wonderful testimony. Until then, God bless you all.